Hey everyone, welcome to Project Esports for August 5th, 2019. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Nimsgern, alongside the tiredest Canadian in all of Canada, James Graham. I'm not even going to ask you how you are today, James, because I know how you're feeling right now. Very sleepy, yeah. But you're here with us. Luckily, I know you got another yeah. shift coming up. You just got off your last one, but as always, super glad to have you on. And Dylan, you're just grinding along. I I'm I'm hyped. This is like a really hype episode for me because like normally I'm I'm I guess I'm the one to watch the least amount of esports and play the least amount. But I've been playing Overwatch. I've been watching Overwatch. I watched a bunch of Evil this last weekend. I'm hyped up. I'm ready to talk about some. stuff. Good. Well, yeah. I mean, so I, yeah, that's the one question I wanted to get in the habit of asking. So obviously, Evo did go on. Was there anything else that you guys watched this weekend for uh, esports? Uh, yeah, I watched Toronto win and lose, and then I watched CLG win and lose, and then lose I, again. Guys, I watched Overwatch, and I saw my boy Corey and Stratus just destroy everyone. I could not believe how good they did, uh, especially Corey. That boy, oh, oh, seeing him shoot those Hanzo arrows, oh, it was so good. Um, but yeah, uh, seeing them absolutely dominate was really good feeling for being a Justice. Yeah, I've started loving the Washington kind of since Stratus and Corey started coming out more and more. But um, yeah, I guess for me, I watched, well, I attended Evo. I watched the LCS playoff, well, the tiebreaker games, and then I watched mm-hmm whatever overwatch the end kind of managed there so yeah it was a very busy weekend for me on top that i still played some overwatch and all that as well but yeah i mean not trying to talk too much about that but for those of you that do not know project esports is a weekly esports podcast where each and every week we talk about all things esports the biggest stories from previous weeks whatever other topics you want to talk about and go on way too long about and that happens every single monday on twitch.tv slash pop underscore off but with that, we do not have any other major housekeeping besides make sure to check out www.poppedoff.com. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. And outside of that, let's just get talking right away and not waste too much of you guys' time. But something that we've talked about kind of on and off for a while here is a competitor coming up to Twitch. And Dylan wrote an article about it last week. We've kind of memed about Mixer and how bad all the other platforms are for a while. And then... Something unexpected happened on the launch of the new season for Fortnite last week. That was Ninja moving to Mixer. What do you? I mean, there's not much. There's not much of a new story. We don't know how much. We don't know anything about it. But that doesn't change the fact of how big of a thing this is. I mean, yeah, he definitely he definitely moved for like a metric ton of money. Like, there's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, that was like the biggest meme of the internet for like three days. It was like. You know, oh, you know, here Twitch. This is Twitch giving you a platform to build your brand on. Here's ten million dollars. Come stream for us. You know what I mean? I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for Caffeine to do the same thing, like just to start trying to buy streamers. And that was something we joked about was them trying to like buy like Ninja or somebody like that, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. I mean, it's a big deal. Um... For the longest time, everyone thought that Ninja was the face of Twitch, and he definitely was and made a huge impact getting in the mainstream. So this is definitely a huge move. It's, I think, for sure going to put, uh, you know, Mixer on. So I have, like, a few few stat points I wrote to prepare yeah. for the show. And I want to jump in all that, too. But I just first off, 
before we even get to kind of the numbers behind it, it it's I want to get to the core of that question of is this going to be enough? Do you guys think this is enough to make Mixer a real platform? Is this a big enough jump for them to turn them into a real competitor to Twitch? Yes and no. I think it's pushing the needle further and further. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I don't want to bleed into too much of the the stats. And okay, stuff, but the stats do kind re- of like re- with no, that. yeah, it, it's going to come up. But recently, um, Twitch has been having a smaller and smaller market share of live streaming mostly being taken over by uh, Google Gaming, like that, or sorry, not Google, uh, YouTube Gaming has really taken over uh, like more and more market share. It doesn't mean people are leaving, it means the market's getting bigger and like the distribution of where people are going is evening out a little bit. Now, Twitch is still like 70% and like YouTube's like 30 or something like that. But I think this is definitely going to put Mixer on the map and slowly kind of inch that more and more. I don't think it's going to make Mixer like number one or anything, but I think it's going to be a top three contender for sure. My big question is, is how long is that contract for? How long is it like that Ninja is going to be on Mixer for? Because I think that will be indicative of the platform's life and whether or not it stays constant. Because, I mean, a lot of people did get, like, a lot of people who stream on Mixer got a lot more, like, traffic because Ninja's gone there now, right? People are like, oh, okay, I don't want to watch Ninja, but Ninja's, I'm already over here because of Ninja. I'll go watch somebody else, right? Which isn't the worst thing. The problem is I feel like Ninja's going to go back to the platform that bred him once that contract expires. You know what I mean? Because then there's no, like, he's not obligated at that point unless he agreed to something that's, like, you know, lifelong or something like that or as long as his career is relevant or something like that. But I can't see, the, like, the legality behind it. So I feel like he's in there for a fixed term and then he'll eventually go back. I, I see him going back. I totally do. Well, I, I actually I really disagree with that, too. You don't think so? I don't like he, the, the platform made him. So I don't see why he wouldn't go back. He made himself. He didn't make yeah. himself, though. I mean, we know because I mean, like, again, we know we know he was a, like an ex pro and all that stuff. So there's some skill there and stuff like that. But like, I mean, he built his brand on a platform that was doing well already. You know what I mean? Like Twitch was doing well at the time of Ninja kind of coming up. Right. And. Like, I don't think I don't think like he's going to sustain over there because I feel like enough people who watch Ninja also watch other people that aren't on that platform. You know what I mean? So if Ninja leaves eventually, which I feel I still feel I like I feel in my gut that he's going to. So I can't I don't know. I don't see this being a foreseeable thing. I like, I like a long term thing. I really don't. I think this is going to go contract. I just don't yeah, think by the time it's probably a couple of years and there's Ninja's not going to be that relevant by the time the five years or three years or whatever he has on there, it's not going to be relevant enough to make another big jump back. He's already hit a major, he's the amount he's downsized that Dylan's going to get to in a second from his peak last year is I think like a fifth of what his high all time high was. So one that he's at a fifth now. Yeah. Of what his all time. I I don't know. Dude, like I don't pay attention to Ninja. You know what I mean? Like he's not on my radar. Right. I, I think that's a, like, I don't think we should equate those things because him hitting his peak is like coming off the back of one Fortnite getting super, super big and it hitting peak popularity almost. And then also him like streaming like with Drake and like a bunch of other like very like, you know, famous people, like traditionally very famous people. So I I, I wouldn't equate that. I think it's a little bit different, even though he is declining a little bit. I don't know. I think I think this is like his move and his way to become the face of Mixer now. Like, yeah. Even though he was the face of Twitch because he had the most like watch hours or, or whatever, um, 
he was like like Andrew, you were saying he was declining a little bit and he was blending into the platform a little bit. I think this is a way for him to stand out and become like the face of something again. Oh, I totally agree. Let, yeah, let's um jump. I have some more opinions kind of on this, but I know let's just kind of get some of those facts out too. So I can kind of bring those into the conversation, Dylan. But yeah, so there was a couple things with him going to Mixer. Uh, so first of all, subs for his channel are free for the first month. So that means you go in there, you sign up with Mixer, you get a free sub to him. So instantly you're put into his community, um, which I think is probably a really good thing for him. He wants to get people into his community, even though he's not going to be making a huge amount of sub money. The sub money doesn't matter because of the contract. Right. Um, I tuned in on the first day and I saw it hovering in the high 60s to low 70s on the first day. It could have peaked at different times, but you know the peak that I saw was 70K, which it's a lot. It's a lot for Mixer for sure, but yeah. like it's not 100K, which I think it's fine. I mean, I mean, 70K is more than enough to make an inc- incredible amount of money on. But um, I mean, we saw Tyler one, the comeback stream was over 100K, right? So it was 300K. Yeah, like, it was like yeah, him and Dr. Disrespect both were like above 300,000. Yeah, Ninja yeah, stream yeah. with Drake goes like 250, like that broke records too at, at that time. Like it, it's... It's very that is all very very it, it small. It's a lot smaller, yeah. Yeah. Um, but be, you know, his his views have been declining. But the one thing that I thought was really interesting is that Mixer has really come out and pushed the family friendly narrative uh, for a lot of their streams. So their streams are broken up into three categories. It's like basically it's by rating. So it's E, teen, and eighteen plus which 18 plus doesn't sound as nefarious as it is. It's just more like you can kind of cuss whenever you want. Um, but the reason why this is really good is because Ninja does try to be family friendly. Obviously, he had a lot of slip ups, but he tries to be very family friendly. And I think this is going to lead into a lot of advertisers paying more top dollar to streams like his. And it's going to be a lot easier for them to do that because his streams going to be rated E or whatever. So I think even though he's going to have a huge decline, I still think the money's going to really come in for him. I I I have so many mixed feelings about Mixer. I think we all know. Do you have mixed feelings on Mixer? <laughs> Puns aside, I I think this was a good move for Ninja. Um, he will see a spike, and that is more than what that seventy k is more than what he was averaging now. I mean, he's down like 20, 30 k now. It's what he averages on Twitch because he is just another face on Twitch. He's no longer the face of Twitch. So I agree, it was a good move. They're paying him up front, probably paying him something per year. He'll be the face up platform more there. I, I totally agree with that, but I just Mixer is has so many problems still. I mean, just going there, there is some. The f- I I think when the one thing that kind of made me bring this back up was the E the teen and the rated eighteen plus, and kind of going back to so especially with female streamers whatever titty streamers whatever you kind of feel about all that kind of stuff but you like I, I don't I'm glad to say like so many people get so up in arms about that but Mixer's kind of taking that to the extreme because you can't wear a tankless I mean a strapless top and be rated less than eighteen plus. Like, I, I just think some of that family friendly is to an extreme. And I if, if they're that strict about dress code over there, I'd be surprised if Ninja could make it as E for everyone. Because I think he said he went over there because he wanted to get back to the roots of what made him be Sorry, weak. he's actually teen. That was my bad. He was actually teen. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how many people um, 
would, I mean, how much he can swear and all that kind of stuff, but they're just seem very strict about that. So I feel like it's going to be 18 plus is what he's going to end up with because otherwise if he swears a couple of times and he gets kicked out and there starts being problems and all that kind of stuff. So well, the big I, thing is too, is like, as soon as you swear a couple of times, like, I mean, that's going to be in the media. Media is going to grab a hold of that, run with it, and it's going to blow up as much as anything else that did with, with Ninja. You know what I mean? The, you know, the other time and you like, you know, the other times he's had like major slip ups on stream, right? Like, is and now Mixer is so much more, you're so much more under the microscope because you have a classification, like as far as like a rating, um, that's going to hurt his brand too, should he slip up. You know what I mean? And the guy's like, what is he? Like, he's like 20 something, 26? 27, he's like my age. Yeah, exactly, right? And it's going to happen. The dude's a grown-ass man. Yeah, um, but I'm, I mean, you're assuming that if he says the F word once, he's going to, you know, get in big trouble, which I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it's kind of fine. You People slip up sometimes. They're not going to, like, take away millions of dollars from him or anything just because of a small slip up like that. Do we think, well, I mean, we don't know, though. It could be a term of his contract. Like, again, we don't have the legislation, right? And I we, I, I, we don't, but I th- I don't know. I think I, I think this is a good thing. I think it's a good thing overall. I mean, yeah, Mixer is a lot more strict on that kind of stuff, but like, I, I mean, I guess that's, that's the platform for it. I mean, that's the platform that's going to do it. Um, obviously, I, I much prefer platforms like Twitch that are a lot more open and stuff like that and don't have that super high restriction. But I mean, if it's, if it's the rules that they want to put in place and streamers are down for it, then I guess streamers are down for it. I think having another ecosystem is always good. Even if it's an ecosystem that we don't like, I think it's, like it's good. Uh, well, no, caffeine is like objectively just like a bad user experience, <laughs> and it won't be and it won't be a good ecosystem because no one's going to go to it. Yeah, I saw um, another. Like, I saw another one of the like their lead engineers leave caffeine today. So yeah, but yeah. I, I think this is something that we want to look at in seven months, not seven days, because it's it's so hard to see what the actual effects of this is going to be. The only effects we see right now, Ninja just made a shit ton of money. That is the only thing we can really take away from this, seeing how what it's going to do with the platform or anything kind of like that, or how he's going to do even overall, is going to be so hard to tell in these first seven days since it's happened. So I think really this is something we want to look at in a couple months and say, okay, after they made this deal, Mixer growth went up by 15% or anything kind of like that. So it's just so hard to see what impact this is going to have right now is how I feel like it. And I feel like in the future is be like, okay, this was one of the best decisions ever made in video game streaming, or this made no difference. So I actually think that this move, it's not going to be a big deal for Ninja. I don't think it's like him. That's going to be the, yeah, I don't think it's going to be really for him. I think what it is, it's just going to be kind of like a, a catalyst for other people. So I think other people are going to be a lot more willing to go over. I know I see, I saw a ton of small streamers. Like, even though I think it is the bad move for a small streamer to go over to Mixer, I saw a bunch of people going, hey, like, should I go over to or not? Or like people actually questioning whether they should go over or not. Um, and not only that, but I 100% think that there's going to be other moves there, um, specifically because Ninja's management team, uh, Loaded.gg, uh, is they also managing so many people. Shroud, Lyric, uh, and God. Munition, Summit, Tim the Tapman, a and ton of those top. are big names, man. Those are That's huge a... names, yeah. and they just negotiated this deal. I'm a hundred percent sure one of these big names is going to go over there. I don't like. I mean, I keep maybe Ann, maybe. Um, I know Summit's probably not going anywhere. Summit, I don't think Summit's going to leave. I don't think Summit would leave Twitch. I can't see him doing no. it. 
Uh, maybe Tim the Tatman, maybe. Yeah, Tim jokes uh, about it a lot. Tim's I know, yeah. He jokes about it a lot. We're, now, we're, I think I think we'll see someone go over there. Whether it's from Loaded.gg or not, I definitely think we'll see another very big name go over there. Uh, like, yeah, above let's, let's Let's realize now, we have a cause and effect because of Ninja leaving. Ninja being the cause, the effect being that now new face of Twitch is somebody who's banned right now. Our boy XQC. He's not banned. He's not banned. He's, he's, banned. he's, he's been lifted. He's he freed. <laughs> well, he's free now. Yeah, but he's yeah, been freed. The face of Twitch is now XQC, which yeah. is uh, if you the big take out all the like Riot, League of Legends, all that most watch hours, it's it is XQC. God oh, bless. No. Love God to bless see it. I'm yeah. just saying before we move on to the next topic, if Mixer gives me five dollars, we're moving though. No, five dollars is all it takes. I give you five dollars to stay. Our subs are giving us five dollars to say, so I'm staying. Two fifty. That's split though. Yeah, come on, come on. Um, But yeah, I mean, anything else we want to kind of touch on with this? Like I said, I think this is something we want to look at in the long term. Definitely not right now. I mean, we need to talk about it because it is such a big move. But I think seeing what actually happens is going to be down the road much, much farther from now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's like I mean. It, I don't think it's going to affect esports in the grand scheme, no. right? So. But we just uh, tie streaming and esports. We always talk about streaming. Yeah, because it's uh, just no, such go hand in hand. Yeah, that's how esports gets its viewership. That's why we talk about it so much here. Um, but Dylan, I, I I don't know who we want to kind of take this one because so the next thing I, we're going to talk about is Evo. I mean, I was at Evo. Dylan watched a lot more of the finals of Evo, which is what we're going to talk about a lot today. And I, I watch, I watched a lot of Evo over the weekend, but I, yeah. I think we could split up into two things. I think it'd be really nice to hear what was your experience, especially since you haven't really been into indoctrinated into the FGC, really. So this was your first big event for the FGC. What do you think? What was your What was the Evo experience for you? So, um. I'll just kind of take it day by day before I kind of go into it. So I, I only made it to Friday and Saturday. I made it opening day and Saturday. I did not make it to grand finals. Tickets sold out for the first time in years, which is a good sign for the Evo. But that meant I would have had to pay hundreds of dollars to get in versus the $45 that if I would have bought it like two weeks ago, I would have paid. So that was a little bit stupid to me. But um, yeah, so Friday um, I got there and yeah, it was an experience. I mean, Saturday was pools. Um, I hung out with the Las Vegas Minigunner guys a little bit, so they had um, a player playing there. So I kind of walked around, watched some of the games on the bigger stages, um, watched a couple of games he played, went to the Artist Alley and all that kind of stuff. Um, probably I got there at about 9, stayed till 5 or so, and left. Um, I, I At the end of the first day, I felt incredibly underwhelmed. Um, I felt bored. I'm like, I don't really care about a lot of these games or anything kind of like this. It just didn't feel like it was something for me. Um, but then I went back Saturday, got there at 9 again, and the second I walked in there, it felt like it was in a totally different event. Um, they already had finals going at that point already, so they had shoutcasters going, and this one guy had more energy than anyone I've ever heard shoutcasting, and got me over there and watching it. So pools is incredibly boring if you're not competing. Um, but once the finals or even top eights started going on, it was a totally different experience. Sitting around, watching, and just sharing the hype with the crowd was something so cool um especially the and the dragon ball z fighters finals is what made me decide that i'm going back to this event every year forever if i can 
because seeing the amount of emotion and how hyped that crowd was, but then also seeing Goichi break into tears and Sonic Fox embracing him and then cheering with him is something that I haven't really seen in a lot of other esports and I've never experienced live. And then everyone chanting was giving me shivers going down my spine. It was something I'd never experienced before. So, yeah, and then on Saturday, I stayed incredibly late. I had such a good time on Saturday. So, overall, I, I loved Evo. Um, I probably wouldn't watch as much on Saturday. I'd probably go a little later on the day. I mean, I'd watch as much on Friday. But, overall, it was a fantastic experience. Bought a bunch of Persona prints um, for my walls and all that kind of stuff. Artist Alley was super cool. A couple of booths set up there. But, yeah, um, I'm going again next year. I'm going to compete, but only because it's cheaper to compete than just to go and spectate. <laughs> <laughs> it is ten dollars cheaper to compete than to spectate for two days. So wow, I'm just they get you, man. I think they do that on purpose. Um, so yeah, overall, really cool experience. If anyone can make it, I'd recommend going. But having people with you, especially on Friday, can make it a lot more entertaining. Because I wouldn't have made it the, as long as I did if I wasn't hanging out with people. Because Saturday's slow if you're not playing yourself. So that's a couple of things I had. But it was a fantastic experience. I watched. A handful of the finals on Sunday too, and I, I enjoyed my first Evo. It was a, it was a good experience. So Andrew, um, I'm just going to say this here, right now, I'm going to pick a fighting game uh, soon, very soon. Okay. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to come and play okay. Evo. I'll fly down and I'll play, and we'll go to Evo. Okay. Um, I'm I don't competing know in Smash. That's all. That's all I know. Uh, but I'll come down. I'll play some because uh, I, I really want to go to Evo. I haven't been before. Um, I don't think I've even been to a major and played in a major. I've only been to to the locals and regionals. Um, but yeah, so I, I just want to go through some of these. Uh, not necessarily just like who won everything. Cause you can just go just go to Smash.gg and look that up. Um, but just some notable ones yeah. I thought that were really interesting. So you talked about uh, Goichi winning uh, Dragon Ball Z. And that was really special to see. Because Sonic Fox and Koichi have this like really intense cool like feud, but they're but they're really good friends too. Um, basically, all the way back from last Evo, where where you know Koichi like reset the bracket, and then Sonic uh, Fox still ended up winning. It was a huge upset for him, and then they just feel like been going back and forth. And Sonic Fox has really been pushing really hard and winning all these games. So for Koichi to win was a huge huge deal for him. Um, and then of course Sonic Fox also took first in Mortal Kombat because he's a god. He just wins everything. Um, another big one was Bone Chen won Street Fighter V. He's a classic uh, Street Fighter boy. He's been around for for ages. He plays for Red Bull. He was the first big player to play for Red Bull. Um, and he's been on their team since. Um, and he's just, he's dominating Street Fighter right now. Uh, he won two other majors. One of them was CEO, um, which is, you know, probably like the second biggest i would say it's like evo evo japan and ceo are like the two or like the three biggest ones and then one of my favorites uh was seeing alex valle make top eight for samurai showdown because for everyone who doesn't know alex valle is like an old boy and when i say an old boy i mean like ancient like like check the That's stone tablets old. <laughs> old, but yeah so he's he's like from back in the day of where people were playing street fighter 2 on cabinets and you were like putting your quarter up there um he ran wednesday night fights um super um saturday night fights like he ran like a bunch of different things he's a part of either norcal regionals or socal regionals he helps out with one of those but 
he's a everyone calls him Tio Valle because he's like everyone's uncle. Um, he's a good he's a good dude. Uh, he was back competing and playing against like Daigo um, in the Street Fighter two days, and uh, him making top eight was really cool to see. And then the big the big finals that I was super hype about, I loved, I was following was actually the Tekken finals. Yeah, this is uh, a really seeing, cool moment. Yeah, seeing uh, Arslan Ash. Cause he, he gets his little, he gets the Ash part of his name because uh, from Pokemon because this is one of his favorite characters is Ash, um, but he was from uh, Pakistan and he dominated Evo, absolutely crushed it. So I don't know if you watched the Tekken finals, but the guy he played against, Ni, nee, his nickname is the God of Tekken. <laughs> he wiped the floor with him. It was like it was insane. And I it like made me it just like opened all this stuff for me. And I like dug into it. And I was like, you know, looking him up and stuff like that. And he has like such an interesting story. I definitely recommend going to the score esports his YouTube page and looking up the video on him. Um, but basically, he's from uh, Pakistan. And it's like a really kind of insular uh, FGC there. Uh, they because of visa issues, they don't travel very much. But Tekken is huge there. Like every everyone plays Tekken in Pakistan, and he is just godlike. He finally got out to his first major last year, or no, uh, yeah, it was late last year, or maybe early this year for Evo Japan. Made it out to Evo Japan on like you know he slept like maybe four hours, didn't have any food, won Evo Japan, just like just out of nowhere, just upset everyone. People were like, "Who is this dude coming in and like wrecking everyone?" Then he came here, cleaned up Tekken, easily cleaned it up. And now everyone's like, oh, I'm like all the Korean dudes are just like, oh, I want to go to like Pakistan and train now with, yeah. with all these dudes. And then I think, I mean, we're not one to get too in religion, but I just think what was such a cool moment, especially for esports, is that right after he won, he got down and prayed. Like that is just a moment you don't see very often in esports or anything kind of like that. I know a lot of people don't like the crossover too, but seeing that and having people in the crowd chanting, you deserve this. And that's another thing that I, I found about the FTC community, which I was surprised by, is at least this year, everyone was super inclusive. Everyone was really cheering on the winners and all that kind of stuff. There wasn't any big controversies. And I just thought that was another really cool part is that every time someone won, they would cheer for that person. They'd say, you deserve this, like, like It was just such a cool experience to really be there for that. So seeing that, seeing him get down and pray right away, and everyone being happy with it instead of making a big deal out of it, it's a good step for esports. It's not a huge step, but it's a good step. Well, I mean, that's, like, kind of the FGC in a nutshell, though. Like, I mean, they're, like, they're very, like, the, bo- the, the thing that people have a bone with with the FGC is not that they don't support each other. They support each other so much, and that's, like, almost kind of the problem is that they don't let anybody else in. You know what I mean? Once you're in, you're fine, but, like, they're, like, everybody else, stay the fuck away from us, right? Yeah. But, like, if, you, but if you're, you're, you know, you're a competitor and everything like that, it doesn't matter, like, what you are. You know what I mean? They don't care. They, they love equally everybody. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. That's not a surprise for me. It's awesome to hear, but like, I, like when you tell me that, I'm just like, okay, yeah, like it, may, it makes sense. You know what I mean? And before we move on to the last finals, which is the biggest finals, is um, Pat brought it up in chat, um, but the snake controversy kind of going on is that the Evo management thought it would be funny or entertaining to put in a 
teaser for Solid Snake to join Tekken, but it not be official or approved by anyone, and to be after a reveal of an actual character, and not say it was a joke or anything until after the event was over. This, yeah. I think this is very funny. This, to me, is very funny and a very, like, because, like, the mentality is that if we went and we had a tournament or whatever and we were doing it, this is something we would do because we thought it was funny. But, but we'd let um, people but know. There'd be something in there that there was, like, satire. Like, every, like, internet freaked out when this happened. I freaked out when this happened. Like, I'm going to yeah, play Tekken he, now. The internet's an idiot, though. Like, the internet is an entity. Okay, an idiot. but it's evil. What... Do you think of when you see a trailer come on Evo? Oh, a big announcement, a real announcement. There was multiple announcements went on between Dragon Ball Z, Tekken, all kinds of stuff like that. There was real announcements there. There was nothing to differentiate this from the other trailers, that, and that's, that's why what, it's a bad joke. No, that's why it's really funny. No. Is because there was no way to tell. Um, no, uh, to, to me, this just seemed like them trying to do something silly and, like, just, like, I don't, like, I don't make making, like, a stupid goof of forgetting that it's, like, Evo and it's, like, the biggest thing yeah. rather than just, like, a tournament that you're throwing on for your butt. Bad idea, great execution. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I am like, so yeah. against this. And no, 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 no. To- good idea, good execution, bad environment for it. <laughs> bad environment? <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, even though the voice actor who does Snake was like, yo, I didn't I didn't approve of this. Like, no, and he, Bandai like, Namco's not happy either. No, nobody, people, nobody's people are complaining to him about them about it. That's why we're talking about it because nobody's happy about it. We're not talking about the, the we're not talking about the announcements that actually happened. We're talking about the one unlegit one. But yeah, like I mean, like he basically like there was a there was a tweet from Buddy who voices Snake was basically like I do commission work all the time. Like I I do it no problem. But you got to tell me it's for promotion, <laughs> so I know whether or not to approve it. Yeah, because <laughs> they just didn't tell him. They didn't. So I mean, like that's a little shady if you ask me. But I mean. I don't know. Evil idiots, man. I'm unhappy with both of you that you think that's such a great joke. That made me so mad. But well, um, it's because you're 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 big business, Andrew. Oh, big sh- business. Oh, shut up. But um, the, then the fine, the grand finals that we did talk about a couple of weeks ago. The final event was Smash Bros. Ultimate, and wow, was not only that bracket fantastic, but also the viewership for it. Topping at around 276,000 viewers, the most watched Evo event ever. Yeah. And still no support from Nintendo on that. That is a thing I could talk about for hours of how, how, why, what. Um, But uh, before we talk about that kind of thing, I just want to say that if you have not watched the finals or even, I mean, I'd love for you to watch the top eight. But at least go and watch the finals because holy shit. MK Leo came back and crushed everyone from losers. Made it to grand finals out of the losers bracket. So he had to reset the bracket. Down 0-2 and then reverse sweeps to get to the reset. And then 3-0s to win it all. It is just some of the best match I've ever watched from both sides. And it was Pokemon Trainer versus Persona, my two favorite characters in the game. So that made it even better for me. But I, I didn't watch as much of the finals as I should have. But the finals for Smash Ultimate was fantastic. And if you were to go back and watch one VOD from anything there, I'd say that's number one. Uh, Dragon Ball Z number is number two. And Tekken is number three. Is it no, better? I, I, is it I better? I that. 
I, I want to boycott watching the Smash Finals just because I hate the Persona fandom. Is it, Why? Is it bad? Dude, like the Persona fandom is like the new Doctor Who fandom. No, it's not. It's not it's, that bad. It's we're not that bad. bad. Chill. We're not that bad. See, like, I don't know, dude. They leave a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Bad taste in my mouth. How dare it's you? It's not bad. It's not Don't bad. Say, say that off. Say that when I'm not here. How dare you? I will. I want to fight you and debate you on this. Yeah, say, say that. Say that offline in in just our DMs, James. Yeah, Come on. yeah. I'll slide in your DMs and just and just rip on Persona. There we go. I'm I'm glad I can at least rant to Dylan about this shit. I'm pissed. I am yeah. pissed. But no, yeah. So again, Smash event was fantastic. And breaking records. So that's super cool to see. Nintendo still won't support it ever. Nintendo yeah, will never not. support yeah. it, which is ridiculous. I mean, just think that there are so many other ones that had prize pool bonuses and Nintendo, and Nintendo didn't put a single dollar into it. It's just sad. I mean, hope eventually, but that's just kind of how Nintendo is. And they just don't seem to care. Ever. No, they, they are supporting it. By not putting tripping in the game, they're supporting it. That's all we can all we can ask for. <laughs> but um, Dylan, you had some FGC memes. Did you want to bring yeah. any of those up? Um, I just kind of want to talk about them a little bit. Um, but definitely check our show notes um, for the links to these. There's some really funny Twitch clips of stuff that happened. Um, obviously, the cell yell is a classic uh, meme from you know all the Dragon Ball matches. I, okay. everyone just. I never knew um, Lend Me Your Energy was from Dragon Ball. So oh, every time that happened, everyone would go up. Dude, oh, you no. can't say this stuff on air. Like, you can't let the people yeah, know. true. I'm not a oh, weeb. It's not my fault. It doesn't matter if you're a weeb or not, dude. That's like an esports meme at this point, too. No, that's just that's just a, a, a life meme. At this it's point. a life meme, yeah. Everyone knows Dragon Ball. I didn't know what that was from. You're upsetting chat. Look what you're doing. They're crying now. I hope you're happy. But yeah, so Andrew's ignorance aside, um, whenever uh, the intros are going, sell his intro, he just like screams. <laughs> and whenever he does, everyone in the whole like audience just scream too. It's great to see. Um, another one was uh, Jabali of, of CEO fame and Twitch emote fame was there. And uh, he was playing in Smash and Street Fighter. And uh, he was Street Fighter. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was playing Street Fighter, and he was on screen a couple times, and after he would win, he would try to do, like, the debated face on camera and have them zoom in. Um, that was a good meme. And then the last one was uh, <laughs> Melty Blood. So Melty Blood is, is like, probably the biggest meme uh, fighting game out there, I would say. Like, there's it, like the meme is that, like, no one cares about it, no one supports it, but it has a diehard, like, fan base of five people. <laughs> um, so like the joke is always like, oh, where's Melty? And everyone's like, oh, it's in the bathroom. Like people are playing Melty in the bathroom or something. <laughs> and no joke, there was actually a tournament of where people were out back in the alleyway. They unplugged the vending machine and they used that to plug in their Melty Blood set playing in the alleyway. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's it's Melty Blood. And of course, whenever they were doing uh, side events and playing Melty Blood, um, the laptop wasn't plugged in and the low low power thing came up and turned off like the stream and everything. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, dude. There are we so love, many we memes. Love I have no blood. idea what's going on about. 
this is what it's for. I'm, I'm, I'm educating you, Andrew. Yeah, dude. I'm getting you educated. I don't want to know it's about some of the things you educate me about, though. It's a good game. Um, but yeah, those are all the memes. If you want to go watch them, make sure you go to the show notes and check those out. Um, cause there was a lot of good moments for me. But. Yeah. My biggest, my biggest takeaway from Evo every year, regardless or like, regardless of like what events there are and stuff like that is that the commentators make it hmm. commentators make they that. They bring the energy art. so much. They do. They do. They're so casual, but like, I mean, the guys don't miss a beat. They're super funny. Smash ones were not great though. No, so it's usually like FGC or not FGC, Street Fighter Five and Dragon Ball are like the two really good. Dragon ones. Ball one was good, and yeah. the the Unist one was really good as well too. That got me into Unist yeah. for the first time. The the Tekken one was really good because Eris was on the mic and he's like, he's a big memer. He has like a big Twitch stream, um, and he's he's a good memer. But yeah, I mean, overall, another Evo down. Um, we will be doubling the amount of presence we have at evo next year maybe even tripling who knows oh, shit, you won't have your yeah no passport never no, no no boys it's in august i'll be well done i'll be actually i'll have a job like, i will fly you out to some event the second you get a passport if you wouldn't have got a passport tomorrow i'd fly you to twitchcon can you fly yeah. me to twitchcon <laughs> is that a meme like will you do that can I quote? Can I quote? Can I quote? Tweet, can I at you with that? I would cover your portion of the hotel room. How about that? Oh, oh that's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's gutless, dude. What are you doing? I'm just oh, trying to get you to get a passport because it's so much easier to get you to events once you have a passport. Get a passport when I'm done school and I have money, so I'll do that. Passports oh. are expensive up in Canada. It's weird. They almost like a, they don't feel they don't feel it's safe for us to leave the country. So we just. Like, well, I mean, it's not. Yeah, but wrong. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Get married, get James. Married. You could just get married get to me, girl. Yo, oh, civil union. Too. Let's go. It's yeah. not a civil union; it's just a marriage, dude. We can do that in America. Oh, are you sure? I thought you guys were behind on like. No, uh, we can in a couple work. states. Oh, what? is it all fifty states now? Yeah, it's all. It is it's all fifty states. states. I, I didn't remember. I remember. I thought that was just like a, mo- a majority of states now. No, it's everywhere now. Nice. I. But I have, a, I have a meme, guys. All right. Hit me with that meme. Hit me with that meme. So. The, the casters for, for all the games, right, are, are people in the community that cast it. So what I propose is that we find what the next big remake of a fighting game is going to be. And we try to get in before the game is announced. There you go. That's so smart. we're going we're gonna to go to the classic game. We're going to cast some games. We're going to be playing. We're going to be putting up content on YouTube. So whenever the remake happens, we'll be like, yo, we're the top dudes in the community. My guess, Dark Stalkers. We gotta get into the Dark Soccer's community. You, you think we're gonna get a remake of, remake of Dark Soccer's? Who knows? Like, I, I think mean, I, I think I think I think it's gonna be the next big one. I mean, Sam Show came out of nowhere. This this could be it. I mean, okay. We hey no no no. We we can get into these memes later. We are forty minutes in and we have two big topics left. Plus, all right, all right. we uh, Riot announced a fighting game and we want to talk about that at least a little bit at some point. So, I mean, Dylan, I know you have at least 10 minutes on Hearthstone, so let's get into Hearthstone. Yeah, this is uh, the, this this show outline is just me ranting on random stuff. Always. So, <laughs> here is Hearthstone uh, deciding during uh, their whatever. I don't care what the tournament is. Hearthstone switching back to the old format. You heard me yelling about it when they switched to a new format, Specialist. specialist. Um, but it was terrible. It was awful because it was like it was like a weird sideboard that wasn't really a sideboard. It was like you had three decks, but like 
all the decks had to share a certain amount of cards. It sucked. It was bad. So they were like, okay, we realize it's bad. So we're going back to the old format of Conquest, but there's a new update to it. So like this new Conquest works. Conquest 2.0 is you bring four decks. And then before the ban, and they all have to be different classes. All have to be different classes. Before the ban phase, you're allowed to shield one of your decks. So you shield the deck. Your opponent can't ban it. Then you go to your ban phase, and you got three choices out of the four to ban. And you ban one of them. Okay. And then, then you play, and you got to win with all your decks. And yeah, I, I kind of like the shielding. That's kind of nice. A, it's okay. I mean, but like, Hearthstone's dead. Like, Hearthstone sucks. Hearthstone's a dead game. Much like what was that other game that they tried? They tried to make Heroes of the Storm. No. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, too soon. Too bad, soon, dude. Uh, no, it's it's soon enough. No, what was the uh, what's that other card game that uh, Valve tried to make? What was that? Oh, Artifact? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, Artifact died harder than Hearthstone, but... Yeah, this has been like a slow, painful death, though. This is like hard to watch, you know what I mean? Like, Artifact, I feel, is just like kind of like Old Yeller. Like, no, I back. agree. Hearthstone is really hard to watch. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of depressing at this point, because I played a lot of Hearthstone when it first came out. Like, the first three expansions, I played a ton of it. Spent a lot of money on that game. And, uh, yeah. And now I found Magic, and now I'm just spending next to no money on Magic, getting the same amount of cards, which is... Which is a meme. I keep uninstalling and reinstalling the Magic the Gathering Arena. Just play it, I've dude. I've it like four times. Just play it four. It's a good game. It's fun. Yeah. I also reinstalled Fortnite you. today. So, uh, oh boy. Oh boy. But yeah, I guess I never really played. I played Hearthstone on my phone for like three days. And I guess this kind of part of Hearthstone doesn't really occur to me too much. But I'm happy Dylan no longer has to be upset with it. And the game can at least die in the way that he wants it to die versus a shitty... Uh, competitive model, right? Yeah, just a mediocre game, I guess. We'll die. Who knows? Blizzard, no. I'm like, Blizzard might pull something out and pull you know they're gonna do? Blizzard pulling something out. They're going to release, they're going to re-release Hearthstone in the first expansion and start it all over again. Much like they're doing with Warcraft. Yo, Hearthstone <laughs> Classic, baby. Give me that Hearthstone Classic. What's, yeah. what's the countdown before I lose you guys from ever making any content for us ever again? Uh, Name creation starts on the 12th, um, and then we have that whole week to kind of make set up names, and then the 21st is like the official day, I think. 21st or 22nd. You lose me for sure. I'm gone forever after that. I'm going to be a big brain raider. Dylan, you too? I'm going to play for a month, um, and then I'll probably just keep playing for the next uh, five years, but we'll see. <laughs> How much is it for a month? It's, uh, $14.99. I might play opening month. I might give it a whirl. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I play with you guys, and then we'd all be level one. See, that's that's why I didn't. Uh, No, no, no. That's so here's what happens. You're gonna play with us, and then you'll get on one night, and they'll be like, hey guys, want to play again two days later? And we're like, Yeah, sorry, we've been grinding for the past 72 hours. (laughs) I'm cross-eyed at this point. Yeah. I don't know. If I if I get into something, I get into something. So we'll see. But um, no, we will talk about our addictive personalities another day. Because we do have one more, one and a half more topics to kind of talk about and the TI prize pool watch 2019. But Varsity Overwatch, I guess I can take this one a little bit, Dylan, because you've kind of been ranting on and on. But something that Dylan's a lot more familiar with, TESPA, is starting a collegiate Overwatch league. Well, I guess season, really. 
Um, the format's kind of a little different, but it is kind of the application going on right now. So if you are part of a collegiate team and you want to try to get it in, you have two more weeks with the applications closing on um, August 19th. If you're a varsity Vars- team, So you have to be important. officially recognized your, as a varsity your sport. Te- your school has to have an official varsity Overwatch team. That's what's the big deal about this. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So previously they've had these of where like, you just, you know, you have a team and you go for it and stuff. And like, technically there was like an official school team, but basically you just had to prove that you were like the top team or you were associated with the club of your school. But this is, you have to be like a, a student athlete program varsity level wow. to be playing. Wow. But yeah. So kind of what's going on that. So it's going to be kind of coming up very soon. Uh, play-ins and all that kind of start at the end of the month after application, all that kind of stuff. And um, so how it's going to kind of go is that there is the main season. So there's qualifiers on um, what you do after qualifying to make it in the regular season. Some of those teams can qualify to make the regular season. Some will make it into the Inventational, which is a tournament that kind of either option gets you into the varsity playoffs and then you compete for the top three or the top 12 teams will compete first place gets a trophy and 12 medals uh first through 10th gets a jacket for players substitutes and team managers and then anyone that competes in the playoffs will get a custom made overwatch lanyard for players so i don't hear any money yeah that's what i was getting to that they that i found this very interesting especially with you saying that it's now required to be a varsity but there's no cash incentive behind it i mean i guess that's why they're doing it as a varsity thing because i don't as far as i know like march madness and stuff you don't get money if you win that do you 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 don't get any money no dude that's why the ncaa is such a fucking joke yeah, you know so I mean? so that's kind of why they're doing this is that, okay, if you're a varsity team, you're used to not getting paid or you can't get paid, so we're just giving you lanyards, jackets, and a trophy. So are we saying the test was turning into the NCAA? That was happening? I wouldn't go that far, but it's it's an interesting strategy to force the varsity and with those prizes. The, I mean, the prizes fits the varsity so what makes me question the most is why they're forcing it to be varsity teams only when Penn State is not a varsity team. They can't, nope. p- can't compete right now, but they're still nope. a big team. They are well-known, like, but they can't compete. So that makes me interesting that it is still stopping bigger programs in collegiate esports from competing because it has to be varsity. Yeah, so it so made me question that. They, they are doing another tournament. Like they're they're gonna have another like cl- the collegiate tournament for Overwatch is still happening and stuff. Yeah. But this is just to highlight the varsity teams. So the goal of this is to highlight the varsity teams because they want to bring it to, I guess, a lot more people's attentions. Yeah. And I think the the reasoning behind this is good because they're gonna do this. They're gonna highlight it, and a bunch of schools are gonna go, "Hey, look at this. We want to play in this. We're really good. Please, we want to play in this." And hopefully, it opens up a lot more. Uh, programs out there bummer programs and win jackets and not any yeah, I, goddamn yeah. club yeah. you know what I mean, mean that sucks but what can you do but I mean yeah I mean, it's cool to see more oh, I got it <laughs> it is cool <laughs> to see more <laughs> collegiate tournaments and stuff like that coming up I mean that's super cool 
Um, I, I mean, it's dude, it's cool, but like, I mean, it's promotion, but it's at the expense of the players. It's the same bone everybody has to pick with the NCAA uh, and, and Mark well, Madden. Here, here's a couple different things, though. Um, one, your your team doesn't have to play in it too. That is no. one thing. It's not like you're playing yeah. for like you're not you're not playing like college ball and you're like forced to like do March Madness or whatever. Um, but I mean, even though I do think the players should be getting paid, like don't get me wrong about that. Um, also, Blizzard is like severely underfunding all their different teams out there. So I can imagine that their collegiate uh, branch that doesn't really have the Blizzard branding really attached to it too much. Especially not anymore after the whole Heroes of the Dorm thing. Yeah, I'm sure they just absolutely just got axed in half in terms of their funding. So they're probably operating off the next to nothing. So yeah, that's fair. Eh. They're making work with what they can. Yeah. Metal yeah. in the trophy case at home. It's not too bad. Yeah, I think this is gonna do a lot of good for the the, the collegiate overwatch scene. And I think that's the the thing that we're gonna try to run with. Yeah. It's another way to promote guys to get to like BOWL as well, right? Like I mean, more guys to get picked up by like you know, contenders teams. Yeah. I mean I mean that's the ideal, right? Is that yeah. like we wanted we wanna have this do really well so that contenders will be looking at these players. Um I, I saw like a, a like a like a rating like like someone did kind of like a rate like a beam rating uh for overwatch league teams um and they had some contenders teams in there and they put like university of waterloo in there too yeah they keep showing up for whatever reason i don't like get university the waterloo like i think they're really good are they just really good they're better than florida and washington well maybe not anymore now that florida beat shanghai and washington washington justice is the final boss of stage four <laughs> seriously it's like uh it, it, it it's it's gonna happen we're gonna be doing it seven and oh dude oh my god that's good all off the back of stratus and cory <laughs> yeah, i love to see it. i love you my weird boy love to see it. those two are something else but I hate stratus let's get into our weekly segment for the last couple of weeks now the ti the internet i guess i should say the international prize pool 2019 watch the score currently stands with me two dylan one james zero no i got one dylan have you won yeah i think it's two one and one two one and one is it two one one i thought it was one 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 i don't know you keep track of this no, I'm not. I'm not doing Prediction King. This isn't you're Prediction not, King. Not, it is Prediction King because the points are going to Prediction King. We'll yeah, go back thing. and read the summaries, oh but nonetheless. Again, <laughs> we'll go back. No, no, no. I mean, like, the art, like the last three weeks. It's been going on for a couple of so, weeks. We dude, just go back worry. and read it in pop Like, right yeah, now. We'll all just watch and listen to one-third of each of our episodes throughout the entire year to get the Prediction King scores. That's what we did, Kate, and it was horrible. Kate, if you're in chat, do us a favor and please make a Nightbot command that allows us to add the scoring points for us. Um, but let's get to each one of our predictions. So last year, last week, it was at $31,007,000 or something like that, correct? Yeah, $70,000? 7000 yeah. So what do we have each one of our predictions for this week? James, let's start with you. Mine was, I think Dylan laughed at me once I said it. It was uh, 31, uh, yeah, 31,450,000, I think. Yep. Yeah. Dylan? I said 31,300,000. 
Tr- oh, no. Trying to throw us off our game after when we both did lower numbers and the average million's been growing. And we're both like, oh, we're expecting to slow. And Dylan's like, LOL, you thought. Then he puts a lower number than all of us. So I just want to point that out that this kid has no idea what he's doing. Um, and then I predicted 31,750,000. I'm projecting that it's still going fast, but not quite as fast. But Dylan, you're a man on the ground. Why don't you break the news to us and let us know what it is currently sitting at right now? The current TI prize pool is sitting at 31 million. 600,500. Nope, that wasn't it. Hold on. 31,656,000. I think with prices right rules, I'm the closest without going over. No. That's what? That's how it works, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, boomer. What? what, Who watches the prices right anymore? Who didn't get on free block? Go home, watch the prices right. I don't know what free block is. Yeah, see, Dylan was there. Dylan did it. Yeah. He was that and Jerry Springer. That's what you want. No, yeah, that was the yeah, like that 10 was like the years stay ago. Sick. I had to stay home I sick. Stay That's sick. the only thing on cable. I graduated like uh, nine years ago, man. Like, yeah, James graduated high school in 86, dude. So you're going to a 10 year anniversary next week? I mean, next year? <laughs> next year? Hell no, dude. Half my half my graduating class is either, I don't know, fucking in, de- in jail or dead. I, w- I, I went to a roughneck school. It was it was sketchy. Besides your ghetto high school stories, which we can talk about one day, I think we are missing the most important part here, which is that's another point for me if if I can no, do some not. kind of math. Price is right rules, no, it is man. not. We have not done that before. Oh, Get out of here. No, we're not doing prices right no, no, rules. No, I am a hundred thousand dollars off. That is at least two points for me, possibly three. I don't know. I'm just gonna say oh, three. I'm just gonna say it's three one one in favor of the current and soon no, to be returning prediction king of 2018-2019. Whatever, man. But with that, we do have one honorable mention, which I kind of teased earlier on. We don't really have any information about it, which is why it's kind of an honorable prediction. But it was officially announced that Riot is, in fact, working on a fighting game. It was announced at Evo. Evo and it was slipped at Evo. <laughs> no, yeah, he, really. no, it wasn't yeah, a slip. You think it was a... Yeah, he... It was a soft announcement because yeah. he said it was uh, like the worst kept secret because it was it was definitely no secret that Riot bought Rising Thunder yeah, um, and bought the company and bought the game and stuff like that. And I we could assume that it's going to be basically Rising Thunder with League of Legends and some Riot polish onto it. I'm down. I'll give it yeah. a try. For anybody who didn't play Rising Thunder, it was like it was a it basically in like beta for a hot minute. Um, it was a really fun and like interactive fighting game, but like it was very, um, as Dylan described it, like entry level, like your 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 super like you know your ultimates were like one buttons and stuff like that, which is really nice because you basically get to that meter and you're like okay, smash it right. So it's it's pretty fun that way, um, and that's like I mean that's kind of Riot's mo is like creating like a very user friendly game that you don't it doesn't like it has layers, but the entry layer is like fairly like easy to get into right. I think the FGC needs this a lot, actually. It needs like a really good fighting game that's super solid, super easy to learn and pick up, but has a high skill ceiling and also has the backing of a big company like Riot, I think. I think this is, you know, the perfect storm. Definitely need it. I think if you throw this in and it's it's if it's a good game and you have it, add it to Evo, 
like it's going to be insane. I think it's going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be breaking records for Evo for sure. Yeah. And something that it's not quite the exact same, but it's does do with Riot. But TFT, Teamfight Tactics, was officially confirmed as if it was a question that it will be a permanent addition to League of Legends or the Riot Games branch. So that is here to stay and uh, more of an esports scene could be developing with that in the future now that it's officially here to stay versus some of the other game modes. So something I wanted to point out because that was made official last week and it wasn't a question of if, it was just kind of a question of when they were going to confirm that. Yes, for all you underground 3v3 competitive players, um, your game mode is now dead along with Dominion. Sorry. Sorry. I'm okay with that. Those are those are Everybody's such, okay such, Everybody's such okay bad it. game modes. Yeah, they were just dated, and they just yeah. never got love. Well, I think the last patch for 3v3 was five years ago, yeah. I think, like the, the last major one. It was rough. Yeah. But with that, that does bring us to the end of Project Esports. You guys don't yeah. have any other last memes or anything to kind of wrap up on before we go into our hopefully smoothly transitioning outro? Our trans outro is going to be butchered, but yeah, sure. Go, That's why go you're here. Some, go play some games. Go play some go games. Play some, go play Fire games. Emblem. Don't no, go play, go play a eSport e- or a fighting game. Yeah. Go play Fire Emblem. Don't but, play Fire Emblem. It doesn't have a competitive team. Don't do it. You don't have a Switch either. Um, <laughs> But... Go and, oh my god, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Thank you so much for watching Project Esports for August 5th, 2019. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Esports Pod and at Popped underscore off to keep up to date with all things going on Project Esports and Popped Off with all the memes and contents we make. So do make sure to go and follow both of those. And we go live Every single Monday here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the live show of Project Esports. Um, but if you don't make the live show, that's okay. Just, you can go to YouTube if you want to watch the VODs. Just search popped off Project Esports. You can find our page. Please subscribe to it. I'm trying to get 100 subs just so we can get the link so it's a lot easier to go to. Um, but if you want to listen to the best version, my favorite version, it's the audio version. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. Uh, all of them, Pod, Bean, if you like that, uh, any of them, just go to them, search Project Esports. We're on it for you to listen to every Tuesday. Yeah, without most of the time without fail, we're there every Tuesday. Um, that being said, guys, any interaction you have with us, we appreciate it greatly. Um, even be it on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram that we don't really use, uh, and like you know, any of our social media platforms and any of the uh, the actual podcasts as well. Like, I mean, if you do listen to us there. Uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate just leaving a review. Um, if you think we're scuffed, which we kind of are, um, or if you think we're great, which we also kind of are. Um, either way, we want to hear back. We want to hear feedback. Um, even like DM us and stuff like that. It'd be greatly appreciated. But we love you, so we'd like to hear what you think of us. That'd be great. Oh, but no, but uh, James lied. If it's not a five star review, don't leave it on one of the platforms. If you have that, <laughs> take take give bring the beef to Twitter. Bring the beef to me on Twitter. <laughs> leave it off Apple, I, iTunes, whatever like that. Five star reviews only on podcasting platforms. Bring the beef to me. We'll deal with that off air. Oh my god! But as always, I'm Andrew. I'm James. And I'm Dylan. And this was the Project Esports podcast for August fifth, two thousand nineteen. Love you guys. We will see you all next week.